Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jonathan Beardjack, the founder of Capital Audience. So Capital Audience offers identity resolution software, which identifies the visitors on your websites. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. Welcome. Can you Glad expand a bit more on that and let me know, you know, the kind of people that you serve, that you love working with and what your business does right now? Yeah. I mean, I always kind of um, saw myself, you know, when I was younger, I really wanted to help, be, like be in business and help other people in business. And I um, I don't ever think I looked at it as in like, I want to be this billionaire. I never really had that goal. Um, I just really enjoy the atmosphere, the entrepreneurial atmosphere and the people that are in it. I'm, I'm so driven and I know what I, you know, I know what I want and I'm always, you know, planning those goals. Um, that's kind of the people that I work with now with it is, is, uh, other marketing companies that, um, you know, they want to deliver results to their clients. And it's a great way for me to be able to bring on four or five clients by bringing on one marketing company. Um, and I like the kind of people that are out there doing their own thing, obviously. So that's that's mostly who we work with. We do work with some larger enterprise um, clients and, and such, but it's mostly with marketing agencies. Nice. So you loving the lifestyle that you have, having that sort of freedom, the work that you do by association allows other people to find that freedom and do the things that they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Because my, my idea is like, you know, it's so fun at the top by yourself, right? <laughs> you see all these stories about, you know, guys that make it or, or you know, lonely celebrities, whatever, that have all this money and they go home and they have no friends. Like money isn't, isn't why we're on this, this planet. It's, uh, it's about the people we surround ourselves with, you know? And so I'm always, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my, you know, closest friends like oh yeah here's exactly how i'm doing things and later you go do it yourself and my wife's like why would you do that and i'm like oh, you know money is always a renewable resource it doesn't matter <laughs> you know if you make some money off it great <laughs> so how how did you get into this line of work to start with where did it first start oh man um gosh where do you, where do you yeah back when i was uh 15 bit of a uh a troubled uh child i guess you could say um bounced around a lot from from different schools and and uh got too much for my mom to handle so she's like hey this summer you're gonna go uh, live with your dad so she sent me down to stay with him and uh he's like well you're gonna you're gonna learn program and he set this book like this it was like learn pearl in 30 days and i'm like 15 i'm like really he's like it's your summer right there (laughs) 
I spent every day uh, at his office just hacking away on code and building, going through the Nice. And so that was your introduction. So that sort of fast tracking through to, hey, learn this, do this. And did you fall in love with it? Yeah, I did because I love to create. I kind of have that engineering mindset, right? So, and, and programming allows you to do that. So I got in and started building all this kind of cool stuff. And I love to innovate and always kind of find out different ways of, of doing things. I kind of like the hacking world where you get in and try and break stuff at the same time. And, and then you discover things like, oh my gosh, you can do this crazy thing. And, and uh, that was great. I, it, when I created it as a job and started like building websites and stuff for people uh, early on, like then it started to suck. I'm like, I don't like creating your dream. <laughs> I don't like creating what you want. It's really actually miserable uh, because I think I want to build it this way and then you're changing it. And, and um, yeah, I, I kind of progressed through like, oh, these guys don't value, you know, what I'm building, like just a website and they're not making money off of it. So they don't value it and, mm. and I can't make a living at it. And, and so then I switched to e-commerce and I was like, oh, at least they value their website, you know? And so I started, we got really, really big then. Um, I went into business with my brother because I had so much business on my plate. I was like, hey, can you help me sell uh, more deals here? And well, we got pretty big. I mean, we built um, stuff like bodyglove.com, uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza, um, some stuff for American Express and the H&M. I mean, these big brands that we were building stuff for, but it was, it was miserable work. It just wasn't. You know, I don't like dealing with those people that just don't care, uh -huh. you know, even if the money's there. So then what was the shift? What was the moment that you're like, okay, we're changing this. We're going to go down a different route. Oh, um, I think working with my brother, I got so buried in constantly uh, having to maintain. Because e-commerce, you're, you're on schedule 24-7. It doesn't matter how many employees you have. You are on schedule 24-7. If the website goes down at 1 o'clock in the morning, you're going to get a call from some executive over there uh, that's like, Bob Murphy's like, hey, our website's down. We've still got people ordering pizza. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. You know, you get up, you got to go fix it. Um, and it was just, it was miserable. And, mm. uh, and I think what, my brother was selling the most random stuff too. He's like, oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. But I'm like, dude, I have no idea how to do these things. Like, <laughs> would you sell that? I'm like, I'm good over here. But I, I had to dig in and kind of learn all this stuff. And, uh, I never really got good at the one thing, you know, and, and I just kind of understood everything. And, and, uh, and then I just, it, one day I thought it was 50, 50, my brother's like, Hey, come in, you know, we'll do this big thing together. And we're sitting in with this new client and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I, uh, the client asked what, um, who owns the business? And, and my brother's like, oh, well, I own 70%, he owns 30 And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> really? How did this happen? And um, I think that was like just a straw for me where I was just like, man, I don't know. I'm just exhausted from all this work. And, and uh, I was like, you know what? If it's your business, your business, you can pick it and do what you want for it. And, uh, and I just walked away from an entire life there and, uh, and I bought a boat, my first one, and I just lived on the boat and, and that was it, man. I just kind of walked away from everything. Spent the next year is just, I don't care about money. I don't care about anything. <laughs> I just want to enjoy life. Started relaxing on the beach, spent, you know, three months in the DR just chilling. And I think that was a big shift for me. 
Um, and I met my wife now and, and um, you know, kind of had to rebuild. And I was like, oh, all right, well, what do I do now? And, and I know I don't want to work with these big companies because mm. you, you make so much money from them. And if they, if they leave and go do something else, then you, everything crashes. You're like, God, I got to rebuild and find another customer. It's this roller coaster of emotions and just this suck of, of your entire life. And your, your... so I knew I didn't want to do that. And so I was like, you know, I, I think I need to learn marketing because I want more clients that are smaller. And so I just buried everything into marketing and just went through every step. And really, I, I always say that I want to write this book called Breaking the Ice because I always thought in entrepreneurship, oh, if I just learned this one thing, if I, if I just got into business, if I just did this, I'd get it all figured out. And that was the, the biggest misnomer ever, like entrepreneurship is for me like i thought i was like this you know oh everybody's got a lemonade stand and you know you i've been doing this since i'm little. whatever <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting into this actually what it is and so i get in and, and uh it's like oh i gotta learn how to do copywriting and then you figure it out and you're like great now now the world's opened up now you know i know so much now what do I got to do? You know, oh, now I got to learn how to do funnels. And okay, maybe that's all I need. Now I'm doing the sales. Now work. And then, and then, and then the next one. So and then the next one. And then so, the next one, right? Yeah. It just keeps going. Keep going. It's like breaking the ice for me. It's like, it's you realize as soon as you break, there's another pain right next, right behind it. That is entrepreneurship. The, the constant journey of breaking that next piece of ice to get to the next thing. And here I am you know, 20 years later in this 20, 25 years later, this task of entrepreneurship. And here we go again, constantly running up, up against walls. I'm just hired another mentor to teach me how to do SOPs because I need to figure out how to make my employees more effective, you know? And so it's just a constant grind of what's next, what's next. Nice. So let's, let's talk about where you are right now, because you've gone through an awful lot. You know what you want. You're trying to build a business that fuels your life and fuels you with passion. So what have you built? How big is your company? And, and where is it actually going? Um, so the, the software is pretty awesome. It's, um, we, we base it off of data. And so I love data because uh, it's something I can sell over and over and over again. It really allows, uh, it's a truly scalable business because I've tried so many other things before. And this one, I can have a very small team uh, so right now, I think we have 10 people. That's it. We had 22 months ago and we just liquidated. Mm. I'm like, nope, let's just trim the fat here and just boil it down to those people who are effectively doing their jobs. And so we've only got about 10 people right now. And um, I, you know, I, I don't like to hire people from the US. I just feel like they're so comfortable. <laughs> and so I just don't get the production out of them. So all my guys are out of um, Latin America. And uh, they all speak perfectly English. You know, I love Latin America. I love the culture. We go down there to Cabo and, and the different countries down there all the time to visit. And I mean, we just love it. So uh, we're only about 10. Um, and, um, and we're doing right now about $100,000 a month in revenue. Um, and so, and I think this next month will probably double that. In February, it'll be a pretty good month. And uh so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are and where we're going. All of our competitors are enterprise um, because of what we can do with the data and because of my experience with the software engineering, I can innovate. I can innovate a lot faster than these enterprise companies. So we have the technology that tracks 
um, people, what people are searching online. I know this is really like voodoo, mm -hmm. like, you know, government prism kind of stuff. And <laughs> to some extent, it kind of is. You know, we track cell phone movement, you know, the geolocation, latitude, longitude of your cell phone as you move around, the stuff you're searching online, uh, the websites that you visit, the forms that you fill out. And the data points that we have uh, on each individual are, are significant. I mean, we know people's allergies, their credit score, their income, the, all of their phone numbers and emails associated with them, what kind of stuff that they buy and what TV shows they watch every night. Like the amount of data that you can acquire in this world today is, is almost endless. And so we acquire this data from different providers and brokers, and we build a lot of it ourselves. And then um, I'm, I'm, I do machine learning and AI. And so we manipulate all this data and, and, and create a single um, identity of, the, of an individual from all these different data points. And so when they show up on your website, we're like, oh, yeah, we know who that person is through all of these different identifiers. Um, and so you can drop a pixel on your website. We'll show you the visitors. Or you can say, well, I want to target somebody new for my business who searches for email marketing or who searches for Facebook ads. And we can generate a list of cold audience for you of people that do that for you or your customers. And so all of our all of our competitors are really enterprise. They're huge companies. Um, Clearbit, uh, I think, is a $500 million annual company. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're building... And taking this enterprise technology and making it available for the, really the first time to uh, small marketing companies at, a, at an affordable price. You can go to like People Data Labs and pay for their identity resolution, like 55 cents for every person they tell you is on your website. And we do unlimited. Like we'll show you all the people on your website. No big deal. You know, <clears throat> one price. Uh, so it's it's now affordable for smaller companies to be able to use that crazy enterprise tech. So for me, I know that I finally found something that it's like, this is endless. Everybody I talk to is like, well, what do you do? That's insane. How much money do you need? And I'm like, I don't want your money. <laughs> I'm tired of partners, bro. <laughs> like, so what, does, this one on my own. <laughs> what does this mean to those, those small businesses just coming through to have the I think the the power, the the impact, the the data of those, as you said, enterprise companies, to be able to use that and use that ethically and responsibly, but also in a way that actually builds your your business. What impact does that really have on on those small companies? Oh, it's huge! It's huge. I mean, you think about these small companies, and one of the biggest problems that they're always dealing with is that they go from marketer to marketer, 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 marketer you know, 10, 20 different marketers in a given year. Mm. And they're like, why can nobody get any results? And it's because these marketers have an understanding of the technology that, to create an ad. Oh, I'm just going to put together this tech and like, now your ads launch. They have a very poor understanding of the psychology uh, or the psychographic of who you're actually selling to. They don't really always understand um, like the emotions behind your customers and why your customers do business with you. Mm. And so with this tech, when we provide um, an interest-based audience for you, somebody that's like interested in doing business and looking for your offer, you don't necessarily always have to know the psychographic of those individuals. If the best business is not necessarily one where you're selling cars in an empty parking lot to nobody, 
the high ticket thing. Uh, the best business is one where you're selling hot dogs to a massively endless hungry crowd, right? Mm -hmm. And so we provide that crowd no matter what it is that you're selling. So most businesses are like, I'm so good at what I do. I'm the best in my space at what I do. I just can't find anybody that wants to buy it. And I don't mm -hmm. know why they're all going to my competitor because my competitor sucks at what they do and they overcharge. I'm like, it's, you have to get the number one thing is you have to get in front of your audience. If you're not, if your audience is not aware of who you are, they'll never do business with you. Mm. I, th I think there's something you, you said there is, I think a lot of entrepreneurs will bounce from marketing agency to marketing agency, from Facebook ads agency to another ads agency, trying to find the silver bullet, the one hack that's going to actually help them create that sustainable business. But along the way, um, you know, working with agencies, they keep saying that so many customers come to them with, they've been burned before. It's so hard. Yeah. So it sounds like from your perspective, it's agencies, freelancers, all the marketers know the tech, but it's the understanding of your specific audience. And it's tough to understand someone else's audience without this data. Yeah, because when you, we can put a pixel on your site, and show you the avatar. Cause that's like something that, you know, marketing companies are always talking about. Oh, I got to create this avatar. What's your uh, ideal customer profile and stuff like this. And it's really hard unless you put in the effort to understand your customer's uh, avatar, who they are. And, so, and if you don't understand it, you're going to completely miss the mark. Mm. Like you have to have, if you want successful marketing, you have to have an audience message match. You absolutely have to have it. And if you don't know where to find that audience, if you're guessing, I'm like, oh, what interests do I target on Facebook? Or, you know, how do I get in front of business owner or something mm -hmm. like that? Um, you, you know, if you don't know exactly the type of audience that you need to get in front of, it's going to be very hard for you to, to have a successful campaign. But mm -hmm. when we're able to show you that data, like here's the avatar of the people coming to your website. Here's the avatar of the people who are converting and buying your products. Uh, it's significant. Now you can take that. It's almost like a, a an audience targeting, but ad network agnostic. So it's like taking all the interest targeting and all the retargeting off of Facebook and saying, here's what I want to do, but I want to know these people. Whereas Facebook is like, hey, we don't want you to know these. We just want to re-rent you and re-rent you and re-rent you this audience. We don't want you to know who they are. And so we're we're finally saying, look, we're going to break down all those walls and actually show you here's who the people are that, that are looking for you and doing business with you. Love that. So what is this for? Is this for you know companies maybe just starting out that don't have that data behind them? Or is it a case of you need to have a business that's established and already have the traffic coming through? Um, where, where do your clients lie or who can use this? Oh, it works for both. Yeah, it works for both. If you've got a massive audience, we get a lot of marketers that come in that they're like, oh, you can, you can, you know, file the anonymous visitors. Great. They don't have to opt into a form. That's all I need. I'll just identify them all and sell them as leads. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You still need the incoming traffic. Okay. No matter how much traffic you have, that's great. But you constantly have to refresh that. So we do, the reason I named it Capital Audience is because I believe that your audience is where your value is in the company. Like Facebook didn't buy Instagram because Instagram had awesome software. Facebook bought Instagram because Instagram had a massive audience already using their platform. That's where the value was. There's a million Instagram clone scripts that you can go buy and build your own Instagram. It's not going to be worth a billion dollars. 
it's it was worth a billion to Facebook because of the audience that was behind it. And that was really the idea behind capital audience. Your audience is what's valuable to your brand. And everybody wants to talk about, you know, growing this business and why are you successful? And they're like, well, it's taken me years to build up my audience, my customer list. Mm. Right. And so I see targeting a cold audience as incredibly important for any business. It doesn't matter if you're starting out and you, and you don't have an audience or if you're a massive company and needing to grow into new audiences. Being able to target that cold audience is a must. Okay. And so that's where the, the intent and the behavior targeting comes from, where you can dig in and say, well, who's searching for this? Who, what are they looking for? Let, you know, I want to target cold. Then we have the warm audience of people who are coming to your website, interacting with all of your properties online. You're saying, okay, now these people that are, you know, subscribing to my forums and, you know, opting in and all this stuff, that's my one that I need to nurture. And then here's the hot audience of people that are actually buying, they're actually paying for my services, either, um, you know, small or large, whatever. And so that's really what we, we help you um, monitor and, and build and, and, uh, you know, be able to manage is all of your different, you know, temperatures of the audience, basically. That's fantastic. That's so interesting. I could geek out on all this data. I love, love that stuff. But let's it's put it away from that for the time being and talk about and talk about you. So talk about how you as the business owner is managing this. We've heard your journey of where you started and what you're what you wanted to do. And now you've built that. And now you're you know, almost the guardian angel helping these uh, these smaller businesses have the data, have the tools that the enterprises do. But yourself with this growth, what are you going through right now? That's where's your focus personally? Where's where's your where's your next area of focus and challenge that you're you're looking to to keep going through? What's the next bit of ice to break for yourself? Yeah, right. Um. The next bit, uh, I really feel like right now that I'm such a maypole in the business that like, oh, I got to get hunt down new data for, you know, this customer's requirements. And then I've got to go to my data guy and be like, this is exactly what I need. And did it. I'm such a central part of, you know, setting it up, even, even the, uh, the copywriting, you know, and we'll help customers get their, their campaigns set up because not only do we have the data we've got marketing tech that allows them to send emails and message them, mm. their audiences. And so it, it, because I'm managing all these parts, a lot of times my, my guys are like, this is great that you told me to go do this, but I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so for me, it's, it's almost like hiring more employees. I thought was going to make my job easier and it has mm. only made it more difficult in that I'm now my time is going to like, teaching and training to these people. Mm -hmm. um, so my challenge right now is to get myself out of the business. Um, yeah. How can I turn this into a real business while we're still small? I, there's no way I'm, I'm like stuck at this. Like I can't grow anymore. Um, and so it's like, how do I get myself out of the business so that it can grow itself? Because right now I'm the reason it can't grow anymore. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure you know, and I'm hiring for the SOPs, you know, and building all this out. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all that. It's just a matter of like, you know, what's the priority in time? What do I need to do first to open up more time? Yeah. So I can so open what, up more time. From that, what, what personally, what's holding you back? What's stopping you from having done that already? Oh, gosh. Um, 
I don't know. I it's time, time. Like time is is far more valuable than any amount of money. And right now, like like I mentioned before, like money for me is it's it's so easy to go get more money. Yeah. Like because I've learned that I've learned to sell time. That's that's how I that's why money's so easy for me. I don't go out and say, hey, I'll give you all this stuff for this little bit of money. I'm like, I'll give you all this stuff and it's gonna give you all this time. Mm. And um, and then people that have no time typically have more money and they shell it out. So for me, not having the time. And eloquently put, and this is one thing I want to highlight with so many people, the one thing that we help our clients achieve is the one thing that we are lacking or struggling with ourselves. I see this time <laughs> and time and time, time, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> time and time again, right? So right now you're in transition. Right now you're saying it's not about the money. You can always earn more money. Absolutely. Time is the one thing that stops you from doing this. And I get to say beautifully and lovingly, BS, you have the time, you have the time, you just allocated it in a certain way. So lovingly, stay with me. You have the money, you have the time. So we get to just dig down and say, what actually is it? Again, people at home will be listening and saying either no or, mm -hmm. oh God, yeah. Okay, hold that to be true. You have the money, you have the time. What is it really? And this is where the fun starts. Yeah, I'll dig a, dig a little deeper. So um, there, there's like the hustle that everybody talks about in, in business. Like, oh, you've got to hustle more. You, you know, we're all hustlers. We're all like doing all this. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll still get in these seasons of, of my life where I'm like, oh, we've just innovated on this really cool new thing. And I'll, I'll stay up for three nights, like, you know, three days in a row, just like building this out and hustling and like getting it done. And, and I have all this time and then I get it done and it works. Everything starts working. Money starts flowing in and then I get comfortable. And comfort, I swear, is the killer of the American dream. That comfort is, is so destructive. Because everywhere they want to talk about, oh, you've got to have like this motivation and go. And I'm like, motivation will fail. <laughs> like, you will That's a depletable resource, motivation. right? Yeah. It, you're always trying to like, I got to get motivated to go do this. And because I'll get done all these tasks and be like, I have an hour to my next meeting. And I'm just like, I'm going to go make another coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's that motivation to like, start the new task and, and dig in. I, I've learned that I've got the, I'm working on being more disciplined where mm -hmm. for all these years, I never went to the gym. I've been sitting here like growing roots in this chair, working on the business. And my wife is finally like, you got to get up. You got to like, I got to get you moving. You got to get to the gym. So she put me in the CrossFit. So <laughs> like five o'clock in the morning, I'm up, typically I'm working into the night. So now if you drag me out of bed at five in the morning, we're doing CrossFit for an hour. Like everything around me now is like, okay, I have to stop thinking. I have to stop like, like, oh, I've got all this. I got all these, I got to do all these things that I get paralyzed with everything that I have to do, okay. not knowing what I should do. And, and I, I just have to like stop thinking, stop 
trying to motivate myself to, to do all of these tasks, even though I'm overwhelmed. And just through discipline, I've got this self-help, this self-journal that I just picked up. I don't know if you can see that if it comes to view. And so I sit down every night and the, the most amazing thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm educating myself on how to manage myself because I can do so well managing the employees, right? You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. So terrible at it myself. I'm, I'm the worst. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's what I'm dealing with right now. It's like, how can I discipline myself, conquer myself first? And so that I can, you know, get in there. Like, I don't care if it's not going to work. I don't care if I'm not going to have these things done on time or if whatever falls through. Just the discipline alone, I ha- I have got to get up at this time. I've got to be working at this time. I cannot be answering emails. I cannot be answering phone calls. I've just got to be disciplined and do what I know I've got to do. And that is what I'm struggling with. Oh, man. Hey, this was fun. Thank you so much for going deep into what it is for you. After going through your whole journey, it's fascinating hearing your your journey. So, hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for, for your time. Absolutely. Absolutely, Mark. It was great to be here. Cool. Um, if want, people want to find out more about you and and your amazing business, where can they find you? Uh, CapitalAudience.com. It's pretty simple uh, right there. That's kind of the, the main hub. And um, you can access the information about you know the product and how to get started from there. Awesome. Everyone, go check it out. Sounds amazing. And Jonathan, again, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.